Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Zach Bailey joins us on the line now. Morning, Zach. Morning, Missile. Morning, Justin. How are we, fellas? Good, brother. Good, mate. Good. Uh, just recapping a couple of last night's games to start off with, Zach. Uh, how good was Nico for Cronulla? Yeah, well, when he um, when he missed the first few rounds, everyone thought, you know, how long is he going to be out for? Because you know, Craig Fitzgibbon was saying it was one of a tricky injury week to week, but we saw just how important he is to the Sharks in big games. And I mean, he's one of the best players to watch. He's probably up there with like Turbo and Latrell and Nico. He's at that status amongst probably Harry Grant. He's just so good to watch, and he's probably one of the most influential players in the game. Like if Nico Hines doesn't play last night, do the Sharks win? Probably not, right? Yeah, no, nah, for sure, mate. He, he wheeled him back into there, especially in the second half. He was he was unbelievable. What about uh, what about the Manly game, mate? I know you're a Manly local. No, you love the Manly team. Turbo looked to be back uh, at least fitter than he he looked the week before. Yeah, I was actually at Brookie last night, and um, a couple of times there, like I thought it was going to turn into uh, battle of the Brookie part two, and actually mm-hmm. Glenn Stewart and Chuck Watmore and those guys <laughs> were sitting in in the back of the stand near where um, Vega laid out uh, Will Walbrick there or whatever in the second half. And I thought, oh, no, this is going to erupt. And the hill, like, Justin, you played for me. You know what it's like. The hill just went up as one as soon as that moment happened. But it was like, as you said, I've grown up, you know, watching footy back to the twos and Beaver and Clippy Lions days. That was one of the gutsiest wins I think Manly have produced in a while. And just because of, I mean, last week, Everyone was writing them off, you know. They leaked 32 points. I think it was their worst half footy in 43 years or something against the Panthers. Yeah. And then to go up against Melbourne, I know they were at home, but to go up against Melbourne, the informed team, it was all the talk about Munster being even more dangerous at fullback than at 5'8". Um, and Manly just aimed up in defence like they did in those first couple of weeks. And that's the turbo. I, that's part of our job. I get, you know, I'm lucky enough to interview some of the best players in the game. So I interviewed Turbo after the game, and he was... Um, he said... He said that he wasn't, you know, fed up with all the talk. He understands all the talk about his injury and and all the speculation. But it, it was almost like he had a point to prove. Like his first run, yeah, I agree. His first kick return was probably the most aggressive we've seen him just run into the line all year. And from that moment on, you thought, you know, what turbos on here tonight? Mm. This came up again in like both games last night, Zach. Every year we have a tackle or a, a saying that comes into the, the mm. vernacular of rugby league. This year it's hip drop. Yeah, uh, we saw a couple yeah. last night again. Are we are we overdoing it with these hip drops? Well, probably. It's an interesting one. Like Trent Robinson, I feel like of all the coaches in the game right now, he's almost the voice of reason. Like we go out to you know ask each coach about their specific team, but then we ask about the overarching issues. And Robbo always gives a pretty good measured answer about those big issues. And hip drop is it is the biggest issue in the game right now. Like, I mean, the first five or six or five weeks is probably concussion or four weeks, now it's moved on to hip drop. And he made a good point, uh, I think it was on uh, Thursday, saying that, look, if a player isn't injured, then th- those tackles have been happening in the, in the game of rugby league for years. But I, I dare say they're probably happening more, and Justin, you might know more. Like, 
I don't think no player goes out there to intentionally hurt another player, right? No. In that instance. And if they do, then they're obviously going to spend time on the sidelines. Robbo drew the line and said, look, if a player's injured, then the tackler knows that they're probably going to spend, whether it's in the sim bin or be suspended. But I wonder whether, because the athletes are becoming so good and, you know, better, you know, bigger, stronger, you know, faster, whatever, and the fact that players are taught to hold players up in, in tackles rather than get them to the ground really quickly so the defensive line can treat. A player's getting through the line more and that's leading to players, you know, having to tackle from behind or lose their feet behind players' hips more. I, I don't know because it just seems like there's so many of them this year or on the flip side, is it because there's just a microscope on it and everyone's going, that's a hip drop, that's a hip drop, that's a hip drop. Yeah, it's a bit of both, I think, Zach, mate. It's 100% of fatigue injury. We got asked because, you know, you know, I've got a podcast as well and they asked me and Mace about it yeah. a fair bit as well. It's uh, it, they asked. I was asked if it's practice. One, you, you don't, you can't replicate it at training because you're not as tired or fatigued as these players are right now. Especially mm-hmm. now, like even in my time, it was tough. But with this six again rule, it's really quickened it up, and that's that's the main thing for me. But I, I tossed up on a, on our potty and t- and today as well. What about a little five minute injury assessment? Uh, n- not a bit. I wouldn't call it a bin, but if someone lays down, um, you know, a couple of boys that I'm close with, Cherry Evans, Munster. A little bit of gamesmanship last night, staying down after injuries. Mm-hmm. Maybe just go have a little five-minute injury assessment if you, if it's deemed that the bunker has to come in and, and call, uh, rule on a, a potential pe- a penalty that which leads to a bidding. What do you think of that, mate? Yeah, it's, it's an interesting one. Like, because the thing is, you don't want players taking dives, right? Otherwise, it'll turn into. Mm. I won't say it, the round ball cap. No, but like, the three <laughs> there, like, and, and I asked DC after the game. I said, "You sweet, I said, yeah, I'm sweet," but he, he genuinely. He, he tells me, and I got to take a man on his word. He mm. reckons he was he, the first one in particular really whacking, the second one kind of jarred him again. Yeah, um, I reckon it was a bit I, of game. I, I, I love Ches. Ches is one of my good mates. He's him and Munster yeah, were yeah. both playing foot, mate. Hundred. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, there we go. Yeah. He'll tell you a different story than he tells me. On <laughs> no, I'll just tell him, mate. That's it. That's how. That's the difference. <laughs> um, you make a good point though, like because we we don't want to see players taking dives. But then the, the other part of me thinks like. Don't add another, you know, just we're adding another rule in and then does it get a blurred line as to whether a player is genuinely injured or taking a dive? Like, oh, I don't know. But, um, yeah, you make a good point. Mm. It's just it's just gamesmanship, mate. Like, and again, like, uh, yeah. I'm half joking about it, but it's the boys and if you, yeah. they're not the only ones, it's happening across the board now. So mm. I guess it's what Rob, Robbo's alluding to in a way as well. Yeah, and, and when you made that um, point about fatigue, like, when player like was, I think it was you know five or six. We saw what six in bins between two, across two games last night. Mm. If there's less players on the on the field, then players are going to be more fatigued, which is probably going to lead to more uh, vulnerable positions in terms of hip drops and those kind of tackles, like lazy tackles or players being fatigued. Yeah. So with, which will just lead to yeah more like who knows more injuries. I like. I'm glad I'm just a journalist and I love my footy and I get to talk footy and whether it's on radio or TV or whatever and I'm not in at the NRL trying to work out what do we do with this <laughs> yeah. because the, I mean the charge the charge sheet isn't out just yet but again as a journal I, like the list could be like seven, eight, nine you know eight players long today with mul- multiple week suspensions so you know especially you know some of those late hits on, on DCE and those hip drops they're going to be interesting to see you know what what those players get Interesting story during the week that you probably covered, Zach. Uh, Bronson Cherry broke his silence after his uh, four-year um, doping ban. Do you think he'll be a force in the NRL again after serving that time? Well, it's, it's interesting. The, the best thing about, oh, I mean, the, 
the thing on his side is he's still young. So it's not like he's coming back as, you know, a 30-year-old or later in his career. And How uh, old is he? Best days of life. Uh, I think he's like only about 25. Wow. Yeah, he'd be a bit Because he, yeah, he's yeah. only a kid when he started. Yeah. Because, yeah, because yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he came in the grade pretty – I mean, there was all the talk about just, you know, this young kid and, yeah. I, he, 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 you know, fast and all that kind of stuff. And mm. um, Danny Wilder did the story of him earlier this week, and he said, look, he didn't really want to go and revisit all the parts. Like, he, he kind of, you know, he said to Danny, look, that, that's – we've been there, done that. But he mm. wants to – he wants to spread the message to kids to say, like, you don't need to do what I did because, like – you know, not being, you know, you don't want four years of your of your prime on the sideline. And that's the thing he's got to live with every day. Like, who yeah. knows how good he could have been in the game over the last four years mm. if he just let his body develop naturally. One thing he did do, like, he, he, he owned it. Like, it's, you know, he, he he knows he did the wrong thing. He, he didn't say, you know, I was, you know, I was a contaminated substance or anything like that. So that's one thing. Um, credit to him. Yep, he did the wrong thing. But I like a redemption story. Um, to see him come back, I, I'd like to see him thrive. Um, and in a Bulldogs backline that no doubt uh, if Matty Burton and, and those kind of guys in the Fox, like it would probably, probably fit in pretty well in that side, I reckon. <laughs> when you pop for like 10 different substances, it's hard to say all oh, tainted supplements. So. <laughs> <laughs> 100%. Is, uh, is Denny Meidler like good mates with Roger Fabria? What's to go there? Because at least, at least once a season he goes to Roger for who's the fastest in the game or, and, and Roger, Roger in this interview saying, mate, we could very, we could very well have a new champion here. Uh, once, mate, it's almost once a month, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Roger loves it's it. The no, it's the funniest content he's, he's too. The, he's the, he's the go-to guy in the preseason. Yeah. Um, and I haven't had a lot to do with Roger, but um, he's an interesting character. He, uh, he believes in what he does in terms of, um, in terms of trying to get, you know, players to the absolute optimum. Some of his mm. Instagram, our uh, gear is uh, quite interesting <laughs> viewing, Questionable. to say the least. <laughs> to say the least. Um, but yeah, it, especially in the preseason, there's always a few yards around Roger and the players that he's turned into speakers. <laughs> and I mean, some of them have, you know, like Jason Sarvi had down there and he's one of the fastest players in the yeah. game. So yeah. I, guess, uh, I guess the sprint guru, as he likes to be titled uh, when he's interviewed by Danny, um, uh, I guess he does. Yeah, he does know what he's talking about. Have you ever done a session with Roger for Brady? I have. Yeah, yeah. Scott? I love Roger. He's a different yeah. cat. He's, yeah, a di- yeah. he's, a, he's a different cat. But uh, he's a he's a Did really he make good you faster. Uh, I I only did one session with him, and it was Mace uh, does a bit. Hey, yeah, Mace loves it. Uh, it was very um, what's the word like? Very basic for me. He yeah. was trying to get. Uh, I think a lot of the boys. It's uh, Zach's right when you. If if you need to come back from an injury or you're struggling a bit for form, if you do some stuff with Rog in the off season, yeah. uh, and Danny comes down, it's always good for just good the perception PR. about you know you're doing yeah, the right yeah. things. But um, yeah, my I think my um mechanics were you know way out of line for him, yeah, so it yeah, was very yeah. basic. Just and 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 um, yeah, he he couldn't help me in just the one session that we did. But good what's, good fella. What's your technique like, Zach? Do you need a session with uh, Rog? No, well, I just, uh, I just did that. I had a little trot around Curly actually. The yeah. lungs are blowing uh, heavily, um, but I'm more of a long distance runner. I'm not a fast guy, so I've, I've signed up for a marathon in September. So I need oh. to get the K's in oh, good. weary old legs. The full forty-two K's. Yeah, I've done a couple of halves, but I just needed to uh, to get me through winter. I need to get out and do some running. That's Keeps massive. me sane, also. Yeah, that's massive. All right, one more. I'm going to put you on the spot. Uh, you've got salary oh, cap to sign. You've got a million bucks to sign one player. Dylan Edwards or Jerome Luai? Harry Grant. <laughs> <laughs> this was a big story. I probably this... need more than I, I tell you what, I probably need more than one mil to sign Harry Grant. 
Yeah. Uh, oh, it's, it's an interesting one. Um, I don't know. Ivan Ivan Cleary said yesterday he reckons he can keep both. I don't mm. know how they do it. Yeah. Um, I reckon I'd keep. Oh. I reckon I'd keep Dylan Edwards. Yeah. Interesting. Controversial. Yeah. But they're both they're both very good players. I'd be happy with either. Yeah, you can't lose either way, really. Nah. I, I picked Jerome, but like if someone you know, was talk me into Dylan Edwards, it's the same thing, right? I think yeah. Yeah, if they can get him, they might stay for unders, those boys, but yep. there is a lot of cap um, yep. going in some of those big names, so it's going to be tough for them. All righty. Thanks yeah. for your time, Zach. Uh, get back on that foot falcon and get training for the marathon, and we'll uh, talk to you in a week or two. Sounds good, gents. Enjoy your Saturday.